You are listening to Up To Me Radio, the best in inspirational talk radio. It's up to me. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Coffee with Kim. I invite you to journey with me to a new day. I believe God has led you to this moment and this place because He is about to bring purpose and potential to your story. So join thousands of women and men from around the globe who have discovered how powerful their stories become once Christ touches them with His purpose. Don't you long to make this same discovery? Then grab your coffee, scoot in, and join me as we let God's Word reveal how every part of your past has been preparing you for this very moment. Now that we all have summer on our minds, let's go to camp. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, your host, and always delighted to meet with you right here. Okay, well, let's talk about that camp, summer camp. What thoughts do these words conjure in your mind? Well, as my boys were growing up, they loved camps. And can I tell you, as a mom, I loved that they loved camps. <laughs> they gave us all a little reprieve. There were sports camps, academic camps, artistic camps, and, of course, my favorite, the church camps. This summer, however, summer camp brought a whole new perspective as I trekked my way to the theater to watch family camp. It is one of the best movies you laugh it, you have so much fun, but it has a deep message that will have you thinking and aspiring to live you. That's right. Not who everyone wants or expects you to be, but the one that God made you to be. And today, I am so excited because we have one of the delightful stars on our show. You'll see her in, as Victoria, but it is the one and only Gigi Orsillo. Gigi, Hi. I am delighted. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to be here. I'm so excited. I just, I loved you in this movie. We have so many thank friends um, in common, and though we've never met personally, I feel like I know you because I feel like <laughs> I know your heart in this movie. Aww. But but before we get started, let's let the audience get to know you as well as I do. Let's start. Where are you calling in from? Where do you live? Because I'm outside of Atlanta, Georgia. Where are you? Yes, I live in Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado. So, mm. um it's it's a beautiful day here in Colorado. Oh, I'm originally I, from Oklahoma. Oh, oh okay. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I'm going to actually be in Denver. I know that's too far from you, but next week I'll be there speaking. So I uh, wish I were oh, a little bit closer because we could meet. Uh, yeah. I know. I'm very excited about it. We are doing a national uh, tour. It's called Friends of Faith Tour Across America. And it's really just bringing how important the gift of friendship is in our lives, the biblical perspective of friendship, which is really what we see developed in this movie we're going to talk about. But let's get back to this. So you're calling in from Colorado, one of my favorite states. Now, (laughs) we have to talk about your name. Gigi, is that a family name? How did did, did you come up with that? Yeah, it's a nickname. It's a nickname. My real name is Geneva, and my Uh maiden name started with a G. And so um, it's kind of quirky because it's actually not my initials because I spelled Geneva with a J. But (gasps) my grandfather, my pop, he could not stop calling me his little Gigi, and my mom kept going, well, Dad, I, her name is spelled with a J. <laughs> and he was like, she's my Gigi. So I have been oh. Gigi since I was very little, and um, oh. so that is how I got the name. Yeah. I love that story. Let me tell you, my grandkids call me Gigi. So Yes, but, all the cool and- grandmas are Gigi. That's this is what I've learned. <laughs> well, let me – Listen, my grandkids were here this weekend, and I ended up with glitter in my hair. And one of the girls, one of the uh, one of the friends who were here, said, "You know, a sign of being a great grandmother is when you had glitter in your hair." And I said, "Hey, <laughs> that's <laughs> <But> true." I, <laughs> 
So I love, and Pops, Pops is what uh, my husband, that's what they call him. So we're, we're just Aww. hitting all kinds of uh, places here. But I love Gigi, <laughs> and what a beautiful name um, for your current occupation, because that looks beautiful thank on the you. billboards. Gigi <laughs> or <Philo. laughs> Well, thank so, you. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was well, pretty surreal to see it on a movie poster at a movie theater. It was like, oh, whoa, that's weird. That's crazy. Wow, God yeah. did that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and not only the little posters, but on the on the huge, I don't know what you call them, outside the theaters and it, you know and yeah. everywhere. It was just well, it was such a big hit, and I think it was it, it was such a big hit because, and we'll get into this later, but you know, it, it just hit so many of those points that we need right now. But before we get yeah. into that, how did you get into acting? Is that something that you've done a long time? Where did that, how did that happen? Yeah. Well, my parents are both in production. My dad is a director, producer. My mom ended up becoming a makeup artist, so she could also be on set. And oh. um, and so it kind of was the family business. So I got thrown in commercials when I was itty-bitty just because I was the kid that they could use and then just kind of kept going with it and really, you know, some people, they just want to get away from their family business and have nothing to do with it, and I just loved it and felt so um, at home on set, and and I grew up in Oklahoma, and the Tulsa film community is very small and very, you know, family-like, so it just felt, you know, very very much like a, a film family, which is really fun. Um, so, yeah, so I grew up kind of just doing commercials and things like that. And then as I got older, started doing more and more TV shows. And I went to Oral Roberts University for uh, film, TV, theater, and communications. And then um, ended up in L.A. for a while. And I was pursuing it out there. And then, you know, I'd been there for about five years. And and I'd been married for that long. And I just was ready to have kids. And so just kind of really felt the Lord say, yeah, it's it's time to just, you know, give it to me and trust me with it. And and so so I did. And I just I really felt called to be a mom in that season and put all of my focus in in my girls. I have three girls um, mm-hmm. who aren't babies anymore. They're big girls, big women. <laughs> um, so so, yeah. And then about four years ago, God um just brought it back into my life. I I had a friend who I had hosted a TV show with that was directing his first feature film, and I reached out to congratulate him and tell him I was proud of him, and he said, you should come audition. And I, I kind of said, oh, oh, no, I'm not. I'm not acting anymore, you know. And he said, well, I, I know that God has gifted you. I've seen you act before, and God doesn't take away your gifts just because you're a mom. So, you still are, you know, you still have all those gifts, like, come, come try. And so I decided that to go out and audition and, and um, it just, it, it ended up being a sweet little re-entry back into, okay, I think this is back, that is something that God's bringing back into my life and something that God really has gifted me to do, um, to be able to portray these characters in a true, authentic way. And, and point people to Jesus through stories, and that's really fun. And sometimes it's a comedy, and sometimes it's a drama, and sometimes it's both, and, and I love it all. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so Family yeah. Camp is, this, is the first big theatrical release for me, and um, it's been a really fun, fun journey. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. You, let, let's, let's back up just a minute. Let's start with the three daughters. Tell me about <laughs> your three daughters. How old are yes. they? Where, I mean, yes, they are ten, twelve, and fourteen, and um, we are part-time homeschoolers. So I get a lot of time with them, and they're very creative, um, just beautiful-hearted girls. I'm so proud of them. Um, most of all, just for their their hearts for people and and to love on people. That always makes me the the proudest moment is when somebody says, "Oh." I was talking to your daughter and she's just, you know, she's, she's so kind and she's, you know, when somebody compliments your, your kids' hearts and their, their personalities and their character, it's like, oh, oh, I did something right. So, um, so yes, and they, they love acting as well. And my daughters are, they're, 
getting more and more into musical theater. Um, so, so yeah, they, they love coming on set and, you know, seeing how it all works and meeting all the co-stars and a lot of times the co-stars kids or the director's kids, when we shot family camp, it was right in the middle of COVID, uh, the summer of 2020. And so a lot of families had been kind of stuck at home, you know, and uh-huh. so a, a lot of the families got to bring their kids, you know, a lot, a lot of times that doesn't happen. So it was fun that all of these families came and worked together as, you know, production assistants or stand-ins or, you know, extras oh. or different, different jobs on set. So, yeah, it was, oh. that was a really fun aspect, and my girls got to come and meet everybody. So that was fun. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I know they had to love that and see mom at work and, and probably taking in a lot of acting tips if this is something that they're interested in. You know, one of the things that you said that really I think that is so important for us to talk about, it's something that happened in my life as well, Gigi. We were, uh, the ministry that I have was just growing by leaps and bounds. It was um, about about 20 years ago, and we were just taking off nationally. My husband was called to a new position, and we it, it caused us to uh, relocate. Well, in the re- relocation process, I realized my boys at that time were like uh, around middle school, and I realized yeah. that moving was um had had caused such devastation because of you know mm-hmm. leaving all the friends all all that that encompasses so i i moved from the deep south into baltimore maryland which was so hard ended up loving it but initially it was so hard but i yeah. realized that each time i would walk out to the door to go out and speak that my boys were were, I, I just I didn't feel good about it. I could see that they were fighting tears. I could see that they they needed Aww, me. So I yeah. chose also to just pause and just be a mom. And you said that there was a time when you just you paused, you know. And I, I think that that's worth you going into a little bit about what what your feelings were and you know what that was like. I I, be, I will be honest with you. It wasn't really easy for me. You know. I mean, I of course. My yeah. and my party, but I also love what I'm doing. But I had to make a choice of what mattered most. Of course, the boys won, hands down. And I was also in a position where I could make that choice. I wasn't having to bring in money, so I know a lot of people can't make that choice. But for yeah. you, I feel like there might be some people out there right now going, well, if I, if I don't act for two or three years, if I don't, do this well I miss climbing the corporate ladder whatever it is what would what would you say to those moms who are really struggling with that decision right now yeah well first of all I think you know a working mom is a beautiful thing as well and some moms they 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 can't right and right. so there's exactly. there's no judgment and there's so much grace that God gives those moms who are working to be able to have yes. those sweet moments with their children and the teaching moments with their children. And I think God just provides for wherever you are, wherever you are. Um, For me, I did have the privilege of not needing to, um, needing to work. um, And acting really hasn't ever been for the paycheck. Let's be honest. (laughs) It's, Uh you know, it's more of of living out my giftings and and the callings, more of a ministry really. So, so for me, it was just kind of this, I'm going to live with open hands. That's something that I learned several years ago, that like when you hold on to something too tightly, like God mm. can't bless you because your hands are closed. And so for me, it was like, I'm going to open my hands and let him give and take, give and take and, you know, and let it flow through the way that I feel called in my life to do and for me Mm -hmm. it really was like I have a journal entry that I wrote you know I I I look back on it sometimes that says God I'm giving this to you it's such a piece of my heart it's such a piece of who I am and and I'm trusting that if it's if it's something that you want to bring back to me that you will and if if Mm -hmm. it doesn't you'll have something on the, you'll have something else for me that's, that, I, that lights my soul on fire, you know. I mean, motherhood mm-hmm. at the time, I mean, motherhood always lights our souls on fire. But, you know, that feeling of this is what God created me to be. 
um, and what God created me to, how he created me to be able to, um, to minister to people. And so, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think I would just say that when we, um, when we really truly trust the Lord and acknowledge him in all of our ways, like he really does direct our steps. And mm-hmm. I think that, I think that that trust and knowing that he will, he will direct our path um, and that he has, he has goodness for us. Like he wants goodness for his children and, and that he will, he will bring um, to pass like what he wants in our life if we will trust him with it and truly like listen to his voice. When we ask him, what do you want me to do here, God? And then he tells us, it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I think, you know, we have to be willing to hear, quiet to be able to hear um, and hear his voice and then willing to be obedient when he does call us to something different into a new season. And um, so, yeah, I I guess I just, I want to encourage moms to say that, it doesn't have to look a certain way, right? I mean, that's kind of part right. of the movie is that, oh, it has to, right. my, my family has to look this certain way. And if I'm not a stay-at-home mom, then I have mom guilt. And if I am, right. at, am a stay-at-home mom, then my, I not really don't have much purpose. I'm just, just a mom, in quotations. And that's yeah. not true. Like, each and every one of us, whether we're moms or not moms, um, God has a plan for each and every day. And so when we do listen to the Holy Spirit and invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us about where the open doors are to minister to people, God uses us in, if we're at work, if we're at home, if we're at the grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. everywhere he can use us if we're listening and looking for opportunities to be his vessels and to, to the joy and you know the Jesus the hands and feet of Jesus to the people around us whether that's our kids or our coworkers or a stranger on the street like I just feel like there's so much purpose in every day for each person no matter what path you're on you know Gigi well I, I just hope that everyone really listened to what you just said because that to me is the most important thing that we can capture in life and that is what you know, God did create us, He gifted us, He birthed us for a purpose, and He has placed mm-hmm. us right where we need to be to live out that purpose. And I have found yeah. that once we understand that, then we see that every place we go is truly our mission field. If it is in the yeah. grocery store, if it is at work, if it is in the courtroom or the kitchen or, you know, wherever we are, yeah. if we truly yes. believe that God has placed us where we need to be. And I love you. You quoted the scripture of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. 5 and 6, trust in yeah. The, yeah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So for our listeners, yes. our friends who are listening today, you know, you don't have to be in a specific place to carry out your very special plan. God's put you right where he wants you. And, yeah. Gigi, don't you think that so many times that we are so frustrated thinking that we're not where we're supposed to be, that we're really missing so many opportunities around us. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we think, you know, it has to look a certain way. I mean, the the place I learned that, that it really got into my heart, I was on a mission trip in Jamaica oh. in high school. And oh. I remember you know, you're on the streets every day and you're doing ministry and you're going into schools. And, and, and then I'm like sitting at the beach, getting my hair braided. And mm-hmm. I, I, all of a sudden I just feel prompted to talk to her, talk, talk, tell her. And I start wow. having this conversation. It was the best conversation of the whole trip because I was sitting there for an hour getting my hair braided. And, uh-huh. and I just remember God coming away from that and God saying, like, you don't have to be on a missions trip. Like, people, right. your hairdresser is there and needs to talk to you, you know, on, on a daily basis. Like, you, you can have these opportunities. The opportunities are there. It's just when you're on a missions trip, your mind is 
like, oh, tell them about Jesus. Oh, you know, and so you're in this mindset of that. But really, truly, like, we don't have to be on a mission trip. We don't have to work at a church. We don't have to, you know, it's truly every day there's opportunities. And so so that's, that's where that came away and really, like, sunk into my heart was on a beach in Jamaica getting my hair braided. That is such a beautiful story. (laughs) You know, because when we really think about it, our life should be our mission field. Yeah. Right? And wherever yeah. we go, I think I think about Ephesians 2.10 where it says, we are God's masterpiece created uh, anew in him so that we can do the things that he planned for us to do long ago. So each day yes. he's planned out where we're going to go and what we're going to do. But it comes back to that scripture that you reminded us of, of just trusting him. And just like you said, listening to that inner voice. Just like when, when you heard, when you felt the Holy Spirit saying, speak to this lady, she's, you know, braiding your hair. One of the things that when you leave a conference that I'm doing, I always like to end on a note where I ask people, look at your feet. Look at, and they're like, okay, look at, and go, wherever <laughs> your feet, wherever those feet are, that's your mission field. Wherever, oh, yes. wherever, they, wherever God takes you. And so, uh, and he will take us in different places, and it's just so important for us to remember that so we can keep our focus on that. But it's yeah. hard to do that because so many expectations come with the things that we, um, that where we are, which kind of brings us to this incredible movie, uh, Family Camp, that was so great because it just it just oh, it out so delightful and so funny. So let's just start. Um, Let's start talking about the movie a little bit. We're going to take a break in about five or six minutes, but let's go ahead and start laying out. How did you get the call to be in this movie? Let's get some. I love behind the scenes. So tell us how this, how this opportunity came about. <laughs> oh, my about. goodness, Kim. It is a story. Okay. I got, the, I got the script in 2019, and, mm-hmm. and I auditioned for it, and, and I had heard that they, they were shooting in Oklahoma, and so I thought, oh, well, maybe being a, an Oklahoma local, because I still am considered a local because I was born there, maybe I'll have, you know, a leg up or whatever. And then I found out, and so I, I sent in a tape, and then I found out, oh, it's being produced by, like, Sony Provident. This is a big movie. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, my face got a little bit smaller, like, oh, well, maybe I don't have quite the chance that I thought. Um, and so, they, you know, it got postponed a few different times, and every time it would get postponed, they would redo the casting, and they'd have you do new tapes, and they'd switch the script around a little bit, and the scenes that you – because you, nowadays, instead of going into an audition room, you do what's called a self-tape, where you tape your audition at home, and then you send mm-hmm. it to them. And, and they'd still do a few in-person auditions, but that, for the most part, most things have moved to self-tape. So. So, yeah, I'm in my basement, you know, doing these scenes. And and I, I really just felt very called to pray for the project. And I, I had never mm. – um, I didn't know who the skit guys were when I got the script. Um, I know a lot of people are – they're a huge part of their, you know, youth because they they played their videos at their youth ministry or at their church. And the, the skit guys are two uh, best friends from high school who – started doing skits, which became little mini movies that play at churches, you know, for Mother's Day or Easter or something like that. So that's how they started. And this is their first feature film. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of kept praying for the project. And, and I really felt very invested in the project. And mm. I, I remember kind of feeling that that feeling of those tight hand grips, you know, like, oh, I just want this so bad. And I remember walking out of the gym on January 22nd. It was a beautiful sunset. I'd gone and worked out early. And I remember walking out of the gym and God saying, open your hands and trust me, I'm going to give you this role. The the role is yours. Open your hands and trust me that I will do it. And and I was like, oh, my goodness. Okay. And so I called my mom and I said, I really believe that this is what God told me. Can you believe in faith? And she said, yes, I can believe in faith for that. And, and then that day I got a, um, an email from one of the producers who had seen another movie that I was in called Sleeper Agent. And he just reached out and said, hey, um, I saw you in Sleeper Agent. I was wondering if you knew about this film or if you'd auditioned for this casting director that day. And I, I was like, wow, oh. God, you work really fast. 
And so I got wow. so excited. And then, and then I got word, oh, they really are wanting a name actress for that role. And I, I, uh, I thought, well, God, okay, God, I'm going to keep trusting you, even if there's all these, you know, name actresses. And, you know, I go and look them up, and I'm like, oh, they have 10 million followers. Of course. Um, okay. <laughs> and I have, like, 3,000 yeah. 3, or something. And, um, and so it's like, okay, well, oh, well. And so, um, you know, then doubt starts to kind of creep in, and, okay, well, maybe that, I, you know. And so then I, I got a call to come to Oklahoma for a callback, which was huge. And I was so excited. And then COVID hit and they said, Oh wait, well, I think maybe we can figure it out without you coming and, you know, just stay put. And and I thought, okay, well maybe that means they they are going to choose me, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm getting in my head, okay, God, I'm, I'm trusting you with this. And then I didn't hear anything for several weeks and I had heard the casting director on a on a, a video that she did, um, like a live video, say, oh, well, some of my projects have been completely canceled and some have been postponed to the fall and some we just don't even know because of COVID. And I had been praying for this project and so invested in this project and I, I just was like, God, this can't be over, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so my, my agent reached out and said, hey, we're just wondering, like, is this project canceled are we postponing what's happened here have you cat like what's going on and they came back and said that they had cast it they had cast the role and I and I I was like so just I mean it it was so hard because I believe so strongly God and I was kind of like I I know I heard your voice like I don't uh-huh. say that often that, you know, oh, right. God told me this or, you know, God, right. I, I do believe God works in our lives and speaks to us, but sometimes it's just really clear and it's like God said that. Yes. And I knew yes. that he had. And I just was so disappointed and just kind of like, okay, well, maybe you're going to do something through this project for something for the next one or maybe – I was meant to be praying for the, you know, I'm trying to come up with what it meant in my head. And then a couple weeks later, maybe even a month later, I think, I got a call that said, hey, um, you know, asking me some questions. And I was like, oh, wait, I thought that you guys had cast this. And then I found out that because of COVID, the girl who they had chosen didn't want to do it. Because it was right in the summer of COVID, and she she wasn't comfortable, and and so they came back to me, and and I had a phone call with the director, and I said I I know this the this heart of this Victoria character, and I know so many women who are like this, you know, yeah. even myself mm-hmm. being one of them, and mm-hmm. this this I can I can give this woman a voice. And so yeah. then that day, I got a call from the, the casting director, Beverly Holloway, who, um, she, you know, she cast a lot of the big Christian films. She cast The Chosen and things. And, and I was uh-huh. in Target. <laughs> and I'm crying in Target. And I'm telling her the story of how, you know, God told me I was going to be on this. And she's like, oh, uh-huh. my God, and she's crying. And she's like, I think uh-huh. that this is my favorite casting story ever. And so uh-huh. then the cool thing was, you know, because of, of COVID, a lot of actors were either dropping out or things were moving or changing, and they're trying to figure out, can we shoot in these places? And it just changed everything. And so I was able to talk to the director and say, you know what's so funny is that God knew all this was going to happen because he told me on January 22nd I was going to be on this film. And had not all of these things happened, I wouldn't have been. So he knew all along all of these things, you know, were going to happen. And who knows why they they cast the first girl and then she dropped out and why that had to happen, maybe to strengthen my faith or, I, you know, I have no idea. But I knew and I was able to tell him, like, this is what he told me and, and this was all part of what he knew was going to, how it was all going to unfold for this film. And he's crying. He's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> So, it, yeah, oh. it's a fun casting story. And so then, you know, you get on set and you're like, 
walk in such confidence because it's like, God, I know that you put me on this project. So you're going to give me everything, every emotion, every, you know, silly look, every, everything that I need to, to, to portray this character. So, so yeah, that's the, that's how I got on family camp. (laughs) That is one of the most incredible stories. And I know I've heard you talk about journaling. I know you've documented that because that is such a great story. And I want hope for for some of our listeners who are out there right now who feel like, you know, someone's taken their spot or they didn't get the job or they're worried about what an incredible moment for to give hope to all those who feel like maybe they've been passed by. Hold on, because what God has planned for you will come to fruition. So that is a great story. Gigi, we're going to take 30 seconds and we're going to, uh, we we need to take a a little short break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about this incredible role that God hand selected you for because the complexities (laughs) of this lady is uh, undeniable. So we're going to talk about her. And so listeners, I want you to lean in. You are about to hear something that I think you're going to relate to as well. I know I did. And not only do we, are we able to step into these shoes, we're able to step out into our real selves. And that's what's so important about what God is doing in all of our lives. So let's take a 30 second break, Gigi, and then we'll be right back. Okay. Okay. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. As an adult, kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Coffee, Conversations of Friends of Faith to Encourage and Equip. I'm Kim Crable, delighted to have you with us today. Before we go back to our incredible guest, Gigi Orsillo, one of the co-stars of the wonderful uh, Summer Camp, Family Camp movie that's, that's been such a hit this summer and before, I'd like to remind you about our nonprofit. Please go to our website, www.kimcrable.org or www.rosesandrainbows.org to find out about our ministry and what we're doing. The heart of the ministry is to help people discover the power of their story and to restore people to their rightful place in Christ. It is easy for us to get lost in this world, but God knows where we are and he has a path for us to get back to where he wants us to be and to realize that everywhere we've been has a purpose and a way to minister to those around us. So check us out. We would love to be uh, love to have you a part of the things that we're doing. Please also, while you're there, check out our Friends of Faith tour across America as we have committed to going into 20 states this year to discuss and to really bring back the biblical perspective of friendship. You know, you must have that friendship before you can really minister to one another and encourage one another. But what is biblical friendship? Well, friends, I can tell you it's a lot different than the worldly friendship that we see. And so we talk about that in the attributes. We'd love to have you be a part of one of these, uh, one of these tours that we're doing. So check us out. We'd love for you to find out about us. All right, now let's get back to what's most important today, and that is our talk with the one and only Gigi Orsillo, who is delightful. (laughs) You know, I look at you, Gigi, and of course, I know everybody tells you not only are you beautiful, but you're so talented. And what is most important is that the heart that you have for others, and this, this role of Victoria I mean, that, that was a ministry role, and I know that um, yeah. I look at her, and I bet, I bet you've had so many people talk about how they related to that role. I really have. I, I mean, people, mm. strangers, DMing me on social media yeah. just because it, it, they're like, I, somebody saw me. That is me. Yeah. And to be yeah. able to see yourself on screen, especially when you feel unseen as a person, mm. To, to yeah. see yourself 
on screen in that way, it's really very impactful. And I think even men have been able to see the storyline and go, oh, man, am I doing that? You know, am I silencing my wife? Am Am I valuing her voice? Am I treating her how God has called me to treat her? And so I think what's so cool about family camp is that it is so fun and it is silly and quirky, but there really is so much like heart in it and so much God in it. And there's all these great conversation starters for people that go to come, you know, on the way home to have a conversation with their spouse or a conversation with their kid or whoever it is. um, Because there's, you know, there's so many little storylines that, that, that hit different people, you know, so, um, so, yeah, Victoria, she just, you know, if you haven't seen the movie, the movie is about yeah, two but, families. Yeah, two families yeah, that's what that I was end up. Say. Let's set the scene. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, they, the two families that end up together in a yurt at family camp. And one family <laughs> is, uh, my family is the Sanders family, and they are just the quintessential, you know, Christianese you know, license plate says blessed. He's a Christian <laughs> chiropractor and they're in a vegan gospel band and, you know, all the kind of cliche things. And, mm-hmm. and it, it, you know, they all match and they're all cute and, and they want everybody to think that they are, they got it all going on. You know, they everything's oh, yeah. good at the Sanders house. And then this mm-hmm. other family, the Ackermans, you know, the dad is, is, he works a lot and he's, you know, on his phone a lot. And the mom is just wanting her family to connect and feeling like the days are just drifting away. And she's, you know, she has to kind of gravel to get them all together. And so that's why she ends up at this family camp. And, and so my, my role of Victoria, um, she's really a, you know, she's really, I see so much of myself in her, in the fact that I, I want it not necessarily to look, I don't necessarily want it to just look good. I want it to be good. Like I want it to feel like I'm doing the right thing that I'm supporting, you know, the people in my life who, who need supporting and encouraging and, and showing up for people. And, and a lot of times it's easy for the, for the well to be dried up. (laughs) you know, when Mm -hmm. you're a mom and you give and you give and you give and you give. And truly at the end of the day, the only thing that can fill us is time with God and God. Um, So yes, there's this whole beautiful arc about marriage and about seeing one another. But truly what I think I learned from it was that no spouse is ever going to be perfect. No spouse is ever Mm going to do all the things right. And the only way for us to truly be able to have anything to give when we're moms after we've given and given and given is to fill ourselves up with God. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, she's just this woman who feels like her husband is kind of controlling and, and he's a, he's a, you know, a big character. And so she just feels unseen. She feels unheard. She feels unimportant and, and their marriage is falling apart and, uh, and she doesn't know who to tell, you know, she doesn't, right, she's right. ashamed of that. Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, at one point, you know, she kind of lets it all spill out. I think that's where friendship comes in is, is the vulnerability, yeah. having friends that we can be vulnerable with, because yeah. I know when I'm vulnerable with my friends, you know, that's, I, I find so much strength in, in, my friends coming and surrounding me in prayer and surrounding me in wisdom and surrounding me in support. And, and so for me, I think that's where the friendship aspect comes in is do you have friends in your life that you can be vulnerable with and say, Hey, I am struggling here because Mm -hmm. we all know everybody has a struggle that they're dealing with, whatever it is, nobody has that perfect life, no matter how, beautiful their Instagram pictures are of their family in matching dresses on Easter. Like they are struggling with something and maybe it's their marriage. Maybe it's something with their own parents or something from their childhood that keeps coming back as a trigger. Or maybe it's, you know, struggling to, am I, am I 
parenting the right way. I mean, parenting these days is so hard with just society and all the things that we have to navigate as parents that our our parents didn't really have to navigate in, in the 80s. Like, it's just a crazy world out there. And so mm-hmm. it's like, it's so easy to doubt ourselves. And it, I, everyone is dealing with something. Um, and mm-hmm. so, you know, that's where I, that's also where kindness comes in is like knowing everyone around you is dealing with something and we have to extend grace and we have to be kind. We have to be, um, you know, the, like I said, the hands and feet of Jesus because everybody's dealing with something. So, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I think the, the friendship aspect in the, in the film is also, is also sweet and, and maybe not as explored. There wasn't time to explore that enough, but it's a good, also good conversation starter. Do I have friends in my life that I can be authentic with and be vulnerable with? And yes, we want to live authentic lives in general, but there's just things that you can only share with those deep, deep friends um, who you trust with, you know, the, the battles that you go through and the struggles that you go through and the, um, you know, all of the disappointments and, and of course to also celebrate the joys, but, but yeah, I, I, I would love to hear more about your, you know, spiritual friendship conference. That sounds oh, yeah. so amazing. Like, cause oh. it's so necessary. Well, and, to, and, and it really is. And when you think about it and, and it, it plays out so well in this movie, but Gigi, when you really think about it, and I do believe this, I have lived in Baltimore almost 20 years, and then we moved down uh, outside of Atlanta. And when I went back to Baltimore where I had, I mean, where God had just done such an incredible work in exploding the ministry, um, I went back, they asked me to come back to do something, and I went back and I was thinking, now what is it that I really want to say to these people. I mean, I walked mm-hmm. in not knowing anyone, left with hundreds of people, you know, in Bible study, and it had really had been a catalyst to going national and global, the TV, the radio, everything. And, you know, they, they had to embrace me. I had to embrace them. And so when I went back, I was thinking, what, what is it that I really want to say? And God gave mm-hmm. me the word friendship. And I began mm. looking biblically at all that God has to say about what is friendship and what what friendship really means. When you take away the secular thoughts of friendship and you really go into the biblical perspectives, it is so different. But one of the things that I came out with that I and this is why the tour began, is because I truly believe that friendship is our great outside of our family And outside of loving God, friendship is the greatest ministry that each of us carry within ourselves. Mm. Yeah. But everywhere we go, do you? Everywhere we go, it is, you know, just like at camp, you know, with this movie. That's what began, that's what Victoria, that's what began to set her free was when there was an overheard conversation, correct? That began Mm -hmm. to uh, expose them for who they really were. They were in this big cover up, right? As a family. (laughs) Right. Trying to, and they were, and here's the thing, and this is what I was talking about this morning in my life, is that we get into these cover up uh, performance based Christianity or however you want Mm -hmm. lifestyles, not because we're trying to be hypocritical or trying to be who we're not. We, We walk into these trying to be who everyone expects us to be. So yes. our heart is to be, right? So our heart is to be everything that God wants us to be, but we've been fooled into believing that to be who God wants us to be, that everything has to be perfect. And that we don't mm-hmm. see that anywhere in the Bible, right? Right. That's right. He does not and he so, does not call us to be perfect. We are we are sinners saved by grace. So yes. And the more we share who we are, the struggles, the high points, wherever we are, to me, that's our connecting point. Just like with the movie that was it, that showed this, portrayed this so perfectly, your two families were not. I mean, they were on they were on opposite cycles of of life, the ones who were trying right. to be everything and the ones who were struggling to be. And there was real, really no connection at all, right? They were just beating, you know, there was no talking, there was nothing, there was just eyeing one another, a lot of judgment going on. 
But once that conversation was overheard and there became a realness, then these two wives really began, we see a walk of friendship. God uncovered yeah. what it looks like to really understand one another. Yeah. Yes. That's so good. So good. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I just believe that that's where God wants us to be. The Bible talks about stirring up the, the gifts inside one another, to really love one another, to really bring out the best, encourage one another. And so that's why I love this role of Victoria so much, because you saw the shedding of all the outside to see the beautiful woman and the struggle that she was on the inside. Now, what do you think that that's why or that Victoria, that people relate to her so much? I, you know, I think that people relate to her because there is just such a pressure to feel Mm -hmm. like you have to have it all together, that you have to, you know, you have to be doing all the right things and, and, and being the perfect parent and the perfect spouse and, and, and when you are struggling, you can't, you can't tell people because, you know, they'll, they're going to judge you or they're going to think less of you. But in, from my own experience, every time that I have been prompted to, to tell my story or to speak from my heart to, to somebody, whether it's, you know, a, a younger mom or anybody I'm always met with such grace and, oh, that I'm dealing with that. I, I needed that. And I know that when we share our struggles with people, it, it not only helps us to be able to be authentic and to be able to kind of get, get it out there, it also helps them to feel seen, yeah. to say, yeah. I have struggles. And it, it, it's like this door to be able to, to be open and honest with each other. And, and Mm -hmm. so I think as well, women, especially in the church have this, Mm -hmm. um, this thing of like, I, I have to be the submissive wife and, and Mm -hmm. yes, we are called to be the submissive wife, but that is, that is when it's, it can be a beautiful thing when it's met with a husband who cherishes and loves like Christ loves the church right so you have to have both you have to have Mm -hmm. the love and the submission the respect and the love for it to be healthy because it can get to this place and I think a lot Mm -hmm. of this is where women really relate where they're trying to do what they think is right and what Mm -hmm. they think is right is I'm just going to stuff my feelings I'm just going to stuff the things that I'm, you know, dealing with and feeling unseen or feeling like, oh, I really did have something that I wanted to say here, but I'm not going to because you're the man and you're, you know, I'm supposed to submit to you. And so I think, I think that in the church that's kind of become a convoluted thing that needs to be addressed is are you – valuing each other marriage is well it's three but you know what I mean it's two God put both of you in that marriage to make each other stronger to edify each other and and what I've learned is that stuffing all of your emotions stuffing your true feelings it does it actually doesn't do the marriage good like (laughs) you know you think it's the best thing and it's actually not because then you you can harbor bitterness and you can harbor you know and then it becomes this explosion um and so i i love that scene in um in the film where they're walking into the final um the final uh big you know announcements of the awards and things and um, I have a, a good story about that, too. We were shooting an all-night shoot, you know, because we had to do all these nighttime shoots. And we had this uh-huh. one very emotional scene there at the end, and the sun was coming up. <laughs> and, oh. and we're, you know, and so we were like, we, we have to get this shot. So we shot it in basically, you know, two takes. One, well, one of us both together, and then one of me and one of him, and that was it. And, and it, that's what you see. But it's this scene where basically she says, God loves 
my voice. God cherishes, like he gave me all these ideas. He put all of these things inside of me and he doesn't, Mm -hmm. he doesn't, you know, call me to just like be silent and, and basically telling her husband, that's what I need. I need to be heard. I need to be seen. And that's like such a bold thing for her to finally just say, it starts with me making a decision to be honest and, and know that part of this is because I just have stuffed all of the things that I really wanted to, to say and, and to be honest with her husband to say, this is what I need in, in, in my marriage. So I love, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the film, just because the story of, of shooting it and then, you know, the content of it. So, um, so yeah, yeah. And I think that that scene is kind of what people come out, out of it going, I think what I've heard is that husbands even have come out and asked their wives, do Mm -hmm. you feel that way? Which is so beautiful and so strong. Mm -hmm. Like that is just so beautiful to be able to humble yourself and ask your wife, like, do you feel that way? So. Absolutely. You know, that, that scene and I'll, and and, you know, the theater gets so quiet during that scene. It's amazing (laughs) how God is at work and the Holy Spirit is at work during that scene, because that scene is really what I would consider a call to action scene. I think that that Mm -hmm. scene is like, while you are, you're portraying that, I think everyone in there is connecting and saying, but what about me? Is this me? Can I do that? And I think that that is that scene where the Holy Spirit really does, you know, says, you know, this is a call to action scene. It's very, very powerful. I love having the behind the story of (laughs) of how that happened. And, you know, one of the things that I want to tell our listeners is that submitting. And I, I, you know, that has gotten, as you said, so convoluted. But I want to remind everyone of the scripture of Ephesians 5.21. It, where it starts out submitting yourself mm-hmm. to one another in the fear of God. So, yes, wives, we, you know, it's it's the husband and the wife submitting to one another in the marriage yes. to make each other, to yeah. allow one another to be their best selves. And so from your heart, uh, and we're, we're, we're counting down now to about six minutes, <laughs> but, T.J., you, you said something about how you love speaking from your heart. Yeah, I like maybe just take just take a minute you know, if you're, if, if they're the women who are listening or, or the men, 49% of our, our audience are men. So for the oh. men and the women who, yeah. So, and we're so honored to, to, to be able to say that. So for the men and the women who are listening today, what would you say to them in their marriages about this submitting or, or what would you say would be one thing that they could do for one another based on what you, Victoria, um, that they could that could be their call of action call to action today, just from yeah. your heart. Well, I think I think that marriage is it's such it's such a team effort, right? And and it's yeah. all about to me. It's all about service and mm-hmm. and looking for ways to serve one another and. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, when you have two people who look for any way to serve each other, that's mm-hmm. where the beauty of of love, like that's that's where the love grows. Because yeah. when we're when we're looking to, you know, how can I how can I serve this person today? How can I make their day easier? How can I make their day sweeter? How can I show them that they are special, that they are seen, that they are loved? Like to me, when you have two people who have that heart that mm-hmm. isn't me against you and it, it's celebrating yeah. each other, celebrating yeah. each other's wins, celebrating each other's um, victories and then grieving with each other. I mean, it, it's, it's so beautiful and and so I think mm. that truly, um, when you can, like you said, submit to one another, and to mm. me that that's just this heart space of we are we are one, and therefore I'm going to treat you as you know as my own self. Like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be competitive with my own self. Like 
I want to, you know, I wouldn't be jealous of my own self. So I'm not going to be competitive with you. I'm not going to be jealous of you. I'm not going to be, I'm going to want everything that is best for you. And I'm going to serve you, you know, every day. To me, service is the key um, to have a servant's heart towards one another. Beautiful. And that's exactly the picture of what Jesus said. I didn't come to be served, but to serve. Um, Yeah. What a, what a beautiful um, picture uh, for our, our friends who are listening to really be able to ponder and think about because that's really what this couple needed. And that's really what you saw happening throughout this movie. There was the layering that was being removed. And even, you know, for the men who are listening, there's a strong message for men in this as well. This is oh, not definitely. a chick, a yeah, chick, it's chick a, as they call it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Those men going out on the uh, listen, guys, you just have to see it. I mean, you will definitely <laughs> relate. It is, it, you, yeah. you, you're laughing one minute and you're in deep thought and concentration the next. It's just, it has all those points that we love. TG, let me ask you this What is your prayer for this movie? Oh, you know, my prayer is that each person that goes in to see it or sees it in their living room is is changed in some way, whatever that is. Um, you know, we all have our own stories and I feel like there are stories within this movie that are, that touch each story, each person's story differently. And so just that God would go before it and open the hearts because the cool thing that the skit guys say is that humor opens the door for the, the truth to settle in. So when people are laughing they have this open posture and then you hit them with these truth bombs and they're able to, you know, sink in deeper because they, they have, they have an open posture. So for me, it's just mm. that people would go and laugh and enjoy it, but also that they would leave and, and be able to have conversations with their loved ones. Well, and that truly happens. You do laugh hysterically. There are people <laughs> in there. You just laugh. And then there are those moments where that I'm, I'm still thinking about, and I saw it many months ago. And so yeah. uh, it's one of those movies that will stay with you, and I encourage everyone to go see it. Gigi, where, where is the movie now? Is it still in theaters? Yes, we, so it is, it's on streaming now. So you can stream it uh-huh. on Amazon. You can also get it at Redbox. So it's on, on streaming platforms. And then you can also, you know, of course, buy the DVD on Amazon. So. If you Absolutely. go to com, I think it will show you all the different options. Great, great. Yeah. I just want to thank you so much for for being with us, but more importantly, just for being you and just, you know, Aww. going your heart into projects that really um, will we will see God doing a great work through. Uh, it's a ministry, and God has given you this this incredible platform to be able to reach people, you know, through your roles, but, you know, being able to talk to you and letting different audiences see your heart and, you know, whether it's radio or TV, I love talking to people about what they do, but what I love more and more importantly is sharing with other people who you are, because once mm. I know who you are, then I want to go and see in everything that you do. And so I, I know the audience got a, like a behind-the-scenes view of, of the real of the real Gigi, and I want to thank you uh, for that vulnerability oh, and that transparency today. Absolutely, thank friend. you. Absolutely. What a fun coffee chat. <laughs> yes, it is. It, thank yes, you, Kim. And I knew it was going to be. Well, thank you, and I look forward to. to catching up with you later and who knows what God has in store for you later and know that we'll be praying for you, my friend. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And audience, I want to thank you for joining us today. I know that this has been a conversation that truly has encouraged and equipped you right where you are today. If you have any questions, Please let us know. Leave a leave a comments there on Up to Me Radio. And if you have any questions or would like to get in touch with Gigi, let us know. We can tell you how to make that happen. In the meantime, go see this incredible movie. You'll be ready to laugh, cry, and you'll also come out with a thought. It is a call to action. All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for joining me right here today on Coffee. I'll see you next time. Bye, Gigi. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.
To learn more about Kim's books, teaching materials, or to invite Kim to speak at your event, please visit kimcrables.org. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, to learn more, please visit kimcrables.org.